Hello and welcome to episode three of Man vs. Reality. Um, yeah, so today we're going to have a look at trickle-down economics. And um, this is a phrase that you might have heard banded about a lot, especially if you're from the UK like I am uh, over the past couple of weeks, because the government has come out with an emergency mini-budget, um, which is basically based on trickle-down economics, which is seemingly just cutting taxes as much as possible for the richest people in society. So I thought it might be used to... Uh, it might be useful to jump on here and to have a look at what trickle-down economics is, how it works, and if it really is beneficial to everyone in the way that they say it is. Um, you might be able to hear the scepticism in my voice. I'm going to try and keep that out and, as per usual, take um, take a look at this in as much of um, a passive way as possible and not really give as much of my uh, my input as we can. But You'll be here with me to judge everything that goes on. So first off, let's have a see at what is trickle-down economics, the simplest thing that we can. What is trickle-down economics? There we go, first one on the list in Googles. So first thing that comes up is the wiki page, as per usual. Investopedia, what's that? Mm, that's quite an interesting one. There's another blog, so just trying to find uh, a website now that might be a bit impartial and might see what the crack is. So let's have a look at Wikipedia, okay? Like I keep saying, if you've listened to any of the uh, other ones, I keep trying to avoid Wikipedia due to the fact that anybody can change it, but if they've cited the sources that they're getting from, getting their information from, then at least we will be able to check. Phenomenon um, trickle-down economics. Trickle-down economics is a colloquial, a colloquial term for supply-side economic policies. Mm. In recent history, the term has been used by cities of supply-side economic policies, whereas general supply-side theory favours lowering taxes overall, trickle-down theory more specifically advocates for a lower tax burden on the upper end of the economic spectrum. Right. In other words, tax breaks for really, really rich people in the hope that they will give us money? Meh. Okay, so major examples of US Republican support in the city. Right, so we don't want to see any of this because this is all US side. Uh, history of usage here it goes on to tell us about with um, it's basically on the American side criticisms here we go still on, on the Wikipedia page um, in a study of a zombie ideas political scientist Brainard Guy Peters and another dude described trickle-down economics as the most enduring zombie idea in American politics I like that. It's a zombie idea. By zombie idea, they refer to ideas which have been unsuccessful at achieving intended goals. Shit. That's not... Uh, <laughs> that's not what you want to be hearing, considering our country is going into a lot of trickle-down economics here. Uh, yet still survive public policy discourse. Right, okay, doc. So let's have a look and see if we can... Uh, what is meant by trickle-down economics is another subsection. So this is the Investopedia that I was just so interested in. Let's click on this link. 
accept all cookies, obviously, don't really, really care. I'm very boring. So um, back to the very first episode, we can see here that this was updated August 24th, 2022, and was written by Will Kenton. He's an expert in economy and investing law and regulations. So we're pretty safe in uh, this guy knowing what he's talking about. Also, wow, Jesus Christ, so this, this is in, uh, an incredible website. So at the very, very top, obviously, if you listen to the first show, it was telling us how to check a website's um, priorities and whether it's going to be true or not. Um, and a few of the things that came out was uh, what is the aim of the website, um, who has written it, and whether there's a date on it so you're getting the most up-to-date information. So this website, the trickle-down economics on investopedia.com, has, has done a blinder. So it's got... Um, it's got hyperlinks that if you hover over the name of the person who wrote this, like I say, Will Kenton, it comes up with a bio of him and then you can go to his full bio to check on who he is. But on top of that, there's a line underneath that says reviewed by, by Charles Potters. Charles Potters is a nationally recognized capital market specialist and educator with over 30 years experience in development of in-depth training programs so he's basically a teacher in economics and then it says it's fact checked by hans daniel jasperson so this has gone through three iterations of people to make sure what they're giving us is the truth i like that i like that very much every single fact-based website should have something like that this is the guy who wrote it this is the guy who reviewed it this is the guy who checked it i love that very good uh, this hans daniel um jasperson has over a decade of experience with public policy research with an emphasis on workforce development, education and economic justice. So basically what we're going to be delving into is economic justice, isn't it? So trickle down um, economics is basically what we want to look into in this show is whether it is just for everyone or just the people who are getting more money in their pockets. So just underneath the title and the first introductory paragraph, there's a takeaway section. So we'll get to that in a second. Starting again, it is, what is trickle-down economics? Trickle-down economics and its policies employ a theory that tax breaks and benefits for corporations and the wealthy will trickle down and eventually benefit everyone. Lols. Um, Tools like reduced income tax and capital gains tax breaks are offered to large businesses, investors and entrepreneurs to stimulate economic growth. Right. So in other words, the theory is that if you give, if you don't make rich people pay as much tax, they will spend that money elsewhere in the same economy and it will let it grow and they won't just hard it like a bunch of nasty dragons. So key takeaways. This is, I really, really like the way that this page is set out. This is how you should set out all fact-based information pages. So it's, it's given us who's written it, all the dates and everything like that. Then you don't even have to read the whole article because underneath the bit that I've just read you, there's a section that says key takeaways. So these three key takeaways that it's showing us is trickle-down theory states that tax breaks will benefit and benefits for corporations and the wealthy will trickle down to everybody else. Trickle-down economics involves less regulation and tax cuts for those in high income tax brackets as well as corporations. Critics argue that the added benefits the wealthy receive add to the growing income inequality in the country. How could it not do that? How can giving rich people more money not increase 
uh, economic inequality. The, yeah, so there you go. Understanding trickle-down economics. So, yeah, obviously it's going to go into a hell of a lot of information. Right, here we go. Criticisms. So, like I say, trickle-down economics is basically giving the rich more money in the hope that that more money will filter down through investment and creating more jobs, more businesses, and they will spend more money. So it's the idea that rich people spend more money than poor people. And, I mean, if you're talking on a one-on-one -on -one basis, then that's true. But if you're talking on a general basis, there are far more rich people, uh, far more poor people, sorry, than there are rich people. So... No, that can't be true, can it? They might be spending less individually, but as a group, surely they spend more. So if you give more people more money, then more money will get spent by more people. Anyway, let's carry on. Although trickle-down... Uh, yeah. Although trickle-down theorists argue that more money in the hands of the wealthy and corporations promotes spending and free market capitalism, it does so only with government intervention. Ah, okay. So... That's quite an interesting one, that. So it would seem that, yes, we will give you all of these handouts, but we are going to make sure that you spend it in this country, in investment and stuff like that. But it has just said, I think it might have been on the Wikipedia page, that there are less um, restrictions on what they can do and how they can operate. So, okay, let's carry on. Uh, critics argue that the added benefits the wealthy receive can distort the economic structure as low-income earners without equal tax cuts add to income inequality. Many economists counter that cutting taxes for the poor and working families boosts the economy by increasing spending on goods and services, whereas tax cuts for corporations may go to stock buybacks or increased savings for the wealthy. Harden it like a bunch of greedy-ass dragons. Um, many factors drive growth, including the Federal Reserve. So this is basically based on the US again. We're going to... Oh, well, uh, there's a bit on bringing it back to London, but... Uh, hmm. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, this seems basically based uh, more towards the US than anything else. Uh, I think that's going to be the trouble with everything. We're going to get that more. No one really gives a shit about the UK, do they? Uh Probably not going to be here much longer, so it doesn't really make that much of a difference. But we shall see. So many factors drive growth, including Federal Reserve, uh, monetary policy, and lowering interest rates, trade and exports, sales from U.S. companies to foreign companies. So you substitute that for U.K. companies to foreign companies. I wonder why that might be down. Um, as well as foreign direct investment from corporations and investors overseas contribute to the economy. In December 2020, a London School of Economics report by David Hope and Julian Limburg was released which examined five decades of tax cuts in 18 wealthy nations and found they consistently benefited the wealthy but had no meaning effect on unemployment or economic growth. I mean, I think we've pretty much answered what we came here to answer uh yeah do i have a google of, i mean is it worth having a google of that economic report i don't think it is i think it'll be way too confusing for me 
um, unless you've got like a master's or at least some knowledge of economics. I imagine the stuff that they look into in that report might be worth having a quick look at it. Just, well, just to make sure it exists, we should really Google that. So I'm going to copy that. Uh, and I'm going to save it in a Word document. I've got to open over here that last paragraph. So just to repeat, so we can have a look at that uh, in a minute. So basically, that's just said in December 2020, the London School of Economics report by David Hope and Julian Lindbergh was released, which examined five decades, last 50 years of tax cuts in 18 wealthy nations and found they consistently benefited the wealthy, but had no meaningful effect on unemployment or economic growth. So the reason that they're doing trickle-down economics is to grow the economy, and according to this 50-year study, it does not grow the economy. I mean, I'm kind of like, be happy just to finish with that. But there's got to be, there's got to be more. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, uh, this website then goes on to uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. So that's obviously... Yeah, no, it's Donald Trump. Don't really give a shit about anything like that. Uh, Reagan economics. Um, how President Hoover used trickle-down economics. Bottom line. Okay, so bottom line. So is this experts' tips for CDF trading? Right, so this looks like the conclusion to... Um, to this uh, article that we've been reading through. Bottom line, the trickle-down theory includes commonly debated policies associated with supply-side economics. A policy is considered a trickle-down if it benefits wealthy businesses and individuals in the short run to boost standards of living for all individuals and the economy in the long run. President Hoover, Reagan and Trump have all employed methods of trickle-down economics. That's not <laughs> so that's not saying whether it's good or bad or not. That's basically just stating, yeah, these guys did it. This is what they did. They did, did the thing. Bleh. So yeah, right. So let's have a look. See if we can find that report that we've just mentioned. Let's have, actually, let's have a see if there's a couple more articles on this uh, subject about what it is and people who understand it. This little page at the side here that I always really, really like. It's normally Wikipedia on Google, isn't it? Trickle-down economics is a colloquial term. Basically the first line of the shit that we were reading before, so it's all good. These are all um, articles about what's just happened in the UK, which has obviously spurred this show about the emergency budget. They're all basically... <laughs> so depending on which side they fall on oh my god this is so lovely okay so the guardian mainly uh like quite a left-wing liberal newspaper forget trickle-down economics what the uk needs is middle out economics so in other words funding the middle class will boost the economy in that way the next article down conservative home so they're going to be very right-wing and obviously support the conservatives trickle-down economics is a left-wing fantasy truss is right to point that out well, of course she is. It's her fucking system. She's not going to be slagging it off, is she? Not saying we're wrong. The Independent. So these are all just titles of articles that have come up uh, on this Wikipedia page. Um, and it's really interesting to see what which side of whatever's fallen on everything. The Independent. Uh, it's not just right-wing 
in the grip of trickle-down. It's not just the right wing in the grip of the trickle-down economics fantasy. Financial time, trickle-down economics is no substitutive for a growth plan. So they don't think it's going to work. That's the Financial Times. They do financials literally in the name. It's all they do. It's the only reason they exist. They're going to know what they're talking about, aren't they? Um, yeah, the next one, The Guardian. Trickle down trust. <laughs> and the wealth creation myth. So that's going to be another one slagging it off. Obviously none of these. Maybe the Financial Times ones. The reason I'm not clicking on any of these articles is because they're going to be biased one way or the other. And I don't really want to do that. And I just think it's interesting to compare the two from what other side they're uh, they're looking at um cnbc uh, that's american news britain pursues trickle-down economics despite despite scorn from biden so biden's obviously been slagging off the plan doesn't think it'll work um kwateng so quasi kwateng i believe that's how you pronounce his name um yeah don't want to be like real bad and uh getting it wrong kwateng's gamble is doomed this trickle-down Tory economics at its most... Uh, so that's the new European. So I don't know why you're a potatoes, but um, apparently they do. I imagine that's probably going to be quite an unbiased article, to be honest. They're just going to be sat out looking, uh, looking at things from an unbiased way. But besides that, there's all left-wing, right-wing, mainly left-wing. Most left-wing people think it's doomed. Most right-wing people think it's awesome. Because they support rich people. Um, okay, so uh, Guardian again. Economicsonline.co.uk Okay, so this is an article. Agree with that. From economicsonline.co.uk And it's called Trickle-Down Economics. Why it only works in theory. Um, written by Economics Online. Published by Economics Online, obviously. Uh, July 29th, 2021. Um, I'll scan down to the bottom see if I can find out who's written it whether we know I don't know anything about this website or what side it falls on um, yeah so should we skip straight to the conclusion to see what what they've come up with okay so the bottom line in this article again like I say economicsonline.com I'm not too sure they've told me that it was posted by them I already knew that this is on their friggin website um, I'm not sure what side of the fence it's come down on. This will probably give us an idea. The bottom line. Trickle-down economic theory says that benefits from tax cuts, dividends, capital gains and looser regulations on wealthy individuals and corporations will flow down to benefit middle-income and low-income earners. The deductions for the wealthy will result in an accrual of extra wealth which would be used to invest or expand businesses, thus boosting the growth of the economy. While the Laffer cure, while the Laffer curve supports the efforts of trickle-down economic theory, it only does so. So what's the Laffer curve? I'll have to go back and have a look what that is. L-A-F-F-E-R curve. Um, supports the effects of trickle-down economic theory. It only does so to the point of tax rates being in prohibitive range. Trickle-down theory is considered infeasible outside of this range. Hmm. Trickle-down economics generally doesn't work for the following reasons. Tax cuts for the wealthy often translate to increased consumer spending. Often don't translate to increased consumer spending. 
why would it? Uh, rates of employment. I'm, right, I'll start that sentence again because my stupid dipshit English is just ruining it for everyone. Tax cuts for the wealthy don't often translate to increased consumer spending, rates of employment and government revenues in the long term. So in other words, all the reason that they've said they're doing trickle-down economics, it doesn't do that. Instead, tax cuts for the middle and lower income earners drive the economy through the trickle-down, through the trickle-up phenomenon. In other words, more people, more people have more money in their pockets the more money gets spent now that just makes the easiest most logical sense to me the increased income for for the wealthy that comes from tax cuts only increases income inequality in the u.s so this is again another u.s article trump's tax cuts and jobs act i'm not going to get into that slagging uh trump off uh, President Biden has stated that he will dismantle the parts of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that benefit the wealthiest corporations and taxpayers. So again, you've got the right who are bringing in as much trickle-down economics and tax cuts for the rich and the wealthy as they can while cutting uh, legislation as much as possible. And then you've got the left. Biden ain't really left. He's still right of centre, but he's a lot more left than the actual right. Um going the opposite way so the, the hard right bring it in the more centrist left-based politicians kick it out which is the way that the world goes so let's have a look at that what was this laugher curve that we came upon does it say anything in this article trickle down theory right there we go Proponents of supply-side economics and trickle-down economics prove their theory using the Laffer, cur the Laffer curve. This is a curve created by Arthur Laffer, who showed the way that tax cuts create a powerful, a powerful multiplica multiplication effect. Oh. Need to learn to read better. Every day is a school day. See, you're helping me improve my literacy skills and also dribbling a little bit um, while we're doing this. Okay, so the curve was created by Arthur Laffer, who showed the way that tax cuts create a powerful multiplication effect. These tax cuts create significant growth to replace the government revenue that was lost from them. Okay, so that means if they, even if they cut tax, it will create growth, which will mean there are more companies and people paying tax, and that will mean that more tax is getting paid off more corporations and more people, so that will outweigh the money that was lost from the initial tax cuts. Right. That makes sense. The tax cuts create significant growth, da -da 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 -da. Uh, resulting in an expanding prosperous economy that provides a larger tax base. More people paying, paying more tax. Laffer did note that this effect is best when the taxes are in the prohibitive range, which goes from a 100% tax rate to around 50%. When tax rates fall below this range, further cuts won't be able to stimulate enough economic growth to offset lost revenue. So, Unless you're getting taxed over 50% on what you're earning, which I don't think is a tax rate anywhere in Western economics, that's the only way it'd work. 
So if you're getting taxed less than 50%, trickle-down economics doesn't work by the one guy who they all use to prove trickle-down economics. It's not looking good for um, downy trickles. It seems that the only thing really trickling down is uh, yellow and stinky. Not very good at all. Okay, so let's dive back to Google and let's see if we can find this study from the London School of Economics. That was mentioned in the previous article. Copy that from over there. Swing it in from over here. Let's see what comes up when we Google that. The economic consequences of major tax cuts for the rich. I wonder if that's what it is. It doesn't say the title of it in the thing that we found. It says it's produced in 2020. Right, so this the top result here uh, is ePrints. I think this is just a site that allows uh, people... Oh, so it's, a P, it's, it's basically an online PDF. So let's click on that. So, yeah, so this is the report. So we found it. So the report exists. So we know that they're telling the truth. This is a PDF of the actual report that's online. eprints.lse.ac.uk. And then it is basically, basically, if you, um, if you want to see this and you're only listening via a podcast, the title is The Economic Consequences of Major Tax Cuts for the Rich. Uh, by David Hope and Julian Lindbergh. Working paper 55. Oh, damn. How many pages is this? So this is a PDF that is 33 pages long. And as it said in the previous one um, statement roundup, this is a paper that goes over 50 years worth of uh, tax cuts and sees whether they help or not. So here it gives uh, information about the London School of Economics. Abstract. This paper uses data from 18 OECD countries. What's OECD? I'm assuming it's uh, it's just where they're from. Uh, over the last five decades to estimate the casual effect of major tax cuts for the rich on income equality, economic growth and unemployment. First, we use a new encompassing measure of taxes on the rich to identify instances of major reductions in tax progressively. Then we look at the casual effect of these episodes on economic outcomes by applying a non-parametric generalization of the difference indifference indicator that implements right you see i'm already fucking lost i have no idea what's going on in this i know what they're driving at but the technical speak is just going to be way too advanced for me i still think we should maybe click through oh damn see look really Gorgeous, fancy equations that they've used to actually calculate all of the stuff that they want to find. 
So. I'm going to keep on going down to the conclusion, see what the summing up is, and hoping that it's not too big. Damn, so the bibliography is. is about five. So the bibliography is about five or six pages long. So, page 19. Conclusion. So, is it worth reading this conclusion? I think it's going to be a bit too much for me, but. Let's do it anyway. So this conclusion is about a page and a bit, so just bear with me. And it's basically going to answer the whole thing of the podcast, this. So, does trickle-down economics work? Because what they're saying is, if we give more money to rich people, everybody will be better off in the long run, and the common, the economy will grow, because they will invest more, and employ more people, and spend more money. So, conclusion. This paper uses a two-stage process to estimate the casual effects of major tax cuts for the rich on economic outcomes. First, we identify instances of major reductions in tax, task, in tax progressively by looking at substantial falls greater than two standard deviations in a comprehensive indicator of taxes on the rich that cover 18 OECD countries from 1965 to 2015. Second, we apply a non-parametric generalization of the difference in differences indicator that implements, I can't even read that word, Mahalanobis, <laughs> Mahalanobis, M-A-H-A-L-A-N-O-B-I-S. Mahala Anobis, right, cool. Uh, matching in parallel data and analysis to estimate the casual effect of major tax cuts on the rich on income inequality, economic growth, and unemployment. Right, so basically what I just said. Thank you. We find that major tax cuts for the rich push up income inequality as measured by the top 1% share of pre-tax national income. The size of the effect is substantial. On average, each major tax cut results in a rise of 0.8 percentage points in the top 1% share of pre-tax national income. Okay, so that, to me, that says that every single major tax cut that the rich gets increases income inequality between the rich and the poor by 0.8%. Okay? The effect holds in both short and medium term. Turning our attention to economic performance, we find no significant effects of major tax cuts for the rich. More significant, the trajectory the trajectories of real GDP per capita and the unemployment rate are unaffected by significant reductions in taxes on the rich in both the short and medium terms. So, they're just doing it to line their pockets. That's, <laughs> that's the only conclusion. What, what they've just said there is it doesn't do what they're saying it does. Um, okay, so our results have important implications 
for current debates around the economic consequences of taxing the rich, as they provide casual evidence that supports the growing pool of evidence from correlational, correlational studies that cutting taxes on the rich increases top income shares but has little effect on economic performance. And then it gives um, another couple of examples. Uh, Leon Gordon, 2005. Piketty et al. 2014. Ronnie et al. 2009. So they're going to be other studies that one was so inclined could look up as well as this one in order to prove um, that the point. So basically, that's like that's peer review that we were talking about when coming to the scientific method. That's peer review that they've just given an example of there. So this can't be argued with. Um, they also align with casual findings of Ru Rubellino and Waldenstorm in 2020, but provide stronger and more generalizable conclusions. As our, as our approach allows us to move beyond looking at tax changes in only a handful of selected countries. Oh, excuse me. There are several potentially fruitful avenues for future research that come out of our analysis. While our choice of dependent variable, including both capital and labour income, makes it less likely the results are being driven by tax shifting or avoidance, we do not specifically test the mechanisms at work. Follow-up research could therefore assess whether the, the macroeconomic effects we find are being driven by the mechanism outlined in Pekeli et al. 2014, which is that lower taxes on top incomes induce the rich to bargain more aggressively to increase their own reward. To the direct de detriment of those lower down the income distribution. Okay, so that is there is saying this Pachetti, uh, who wrote his study in 2014, his conclusion says that if you lower the tax burden on the wealthy, it increases um, their aggressiveness at getting more money. So the more money they have the potential of getting because it's getting taxed less, the more and stronger they will go, be, go after getting that money, which is in direct contradiction of what they're saying trickle-down economics will do. So it's, it's utterly bullshit. There is no way in the world that this is not bullshit. Absolutely incredible. Uh, the analysis could also be extended outside OECD. I'm going to have to have a look at what OECD stands for in a second um, to see if the findings hold in countries with lower fiscal capacity. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that OECD is going to be um, a measure of fiscal capacity of a country, how rich your country is, how much money it makes, where the standings are. But we'll have a look at that in a second. Uh, lastly, from a policy perspective, it would also be important to understand more about the extent to which individual attitudes to taxing the rich are influenced or not by the provision of new information about the economic consequences. Yeah, that's fair enough. Attitudes to taxing the rich is going to change depending on the evidence that's put in front of your face. If you are a reasonable person, if you are not a rich person, 
If you're a rich person and someone says we're going to give you less tax, you ain't going to go, fuck no. Some of them actually do, though. Some of them actually do. There's always reports every now and again of millionaires that are like, I can afford it, why aren't you taxing us more? Why are you lowering, lowering our tax? Whether they're doing that just to say it'd be nice and to make more money for their company, it's all good. But then you get people like Jeff Bezos, who like charges minimum wage, and there are reports coming out of Amazon factories where they're not allowed a two-minute break to go for a week or anything along those lines. So people harden it like dragons is unfortunately much more um, prevalent than people being nice about uh, their money. And also, uh, according to this study that was outlined here, the more potential income they can earn, the harder they go after it. So it is full-on testicles. It makes them actually worse people who try and get richer and richer and richer because they see the potential, more potential for getting richer quicker. It makes them bigger assholes. Okay, cool. So let's have a look. We'll just copy and paste this OECD. We'll have a look at that. Then I'm pretty sure we ain't going to get much further with looking into this. We ain't going to get much out of it. All of the questions. OECD statistics. What OECD stands for? And there we go. It's at the side there. Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development. The Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development is an intergovernmental organization with 38 member countries founded in 1961 to stimulate economic progress and world trade. There you go. Ain't getting easier than that, is it? So the companies in that uh, that was studied in that economic paper that we just had a read of the conclusion of, they were all members of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. So in other words, they're ones with who are more interested in trading with one another and stuff like that. Um, so people outside the OACD um, are just not a member of this organization. It's just not really based on wealth or anything along those lines. Uh, yeah, well, that's about that. So there you go. What more uh, is there to say uh, as a conclusion? Uh, Trickle-down economics is bullshit. Um, they're stealing money off us to keep it. There's no other conclusion that we can come to based on the evidence that we've just looked up. It's just rubbish. The reasons that they say that they're going to do it is to produce economic growth and more investment. That doesn't happen. So they either know this and are lying, or they don't know this and they're stupid. And they actually think it's going to um, help us, which it isn't. So, yeah, that's it. Nice short one this week for you. After boring you for an hour and a half about the Royals last week, um, <laughs> I imagine that you're, uh, that you're quite happy about that. This one hasn't changed my mind about trickle-down economics. I, did, I came into it not thinking it, was, uh, thinking it was bullshit, thinking it was just the rich robbing the poor again. Um, literally come out of it 100% certain that it is bullshit and that it is just the rich robbing the poor. Um, there is no argument to the contrary in my eyes um, and it's kind of disgusting yeah so that's where England is right now yay um, yeah so thanks for listening thanks for watching if you are watching um, give us a follow on uh, Facebook on Instagram or keep having a look at us on uh, YouTube and we're on Spotify and iTunes if you want to listen to a podcast instead 
Um, yeah, thanks a lot. It's quite a nice, uh, quite a nice little tie-up for that one. I'm happy with that. Um, and hopefully, I will see you and speak to you next week.